You're listening to the Beyond the Profi podcast, where we help you out of career burnout so that you can reclaim your personal freedom while pursuing your passion. I'm your host, Jasmine Haley, entrepreneur, influencer, and educator that will help empower you with our interviews, strategies, and straight talks. If you're ready to push past your comfort zone to your greatness, you have found the right podcast. Stay tuned and listen in. Welcome to the Beyond the Profi podcast. This is your host, Jasmine, and I am on location at the Hinman Conference, my first Hinman Conference. Uh, the guest today is Erin Dauphiny, and she is an image educator, trainer, hygienist. <laughs> you hear a whispering to me. I'm like, I had it down pack, and it was like, uh. Good morning, Jasmine. Right? How are you? <laughs> Good. Thank you so much for coming so Thank early you for having me. Thank you for having me. This How is are perfect. You? I'm good. Yes. I'm good. It's good. perfect because I was going to try to get you on the floor, but I know you're busy. Oh, yeah. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's Thursday. So oh. it's the beginning of Hinman. It's great, though. Doesn't it start on Wednesday? Do they start at all on Wednesday? I or? believe they, they start on Thursday. Okay. Uh, it's a little slower on Thursday, but obviously it progressively gets more crowded yeah it's on gonna be Friday. crazy today it's gonna be crazy today and yeah. uh, exhibit floor closes at three o'clock so if any yeah. of you are here mm-hmm. <laughs> come oh, yeah. on down oh yeah that w- well they'll they're actually gonna hear this later oh okay okay <laughs> so come on down 2020 <laughs> there you go there you go 2020 <laughs> march 2020 <laughs> exactly i'm definitely gonna uh make it I, I think this is going to be a, a conference I'm going to routinely want to come great, to. Great, perfect. It's been really great. Good, good. Um, all right, so our topic today is about being impactful. Yes. In our career, and um, I just love to hear like the tips and strategies that you have for our listeners because there's so many professionals out there. Absolutely. Regardless if they're hygienists or not, they're just burnt out. Correct. And they don't have passion. And immediately when I first met you, it was always a smile. Thank you. And just your energy is amazing, too. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I appreciate things that you're doing in the community. You are being impactful and influencing people. You know, what's going on as far as uh, the epidemic, so to speak, pandemic, Mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. And you Mm -hmm. are impacting people, being influential about real things that happen to be about real people. Yeah. And I yeah. like that. Thank you. I like that. Thank you so much. Yeah. So just tell us a little bit about your career and some things that led you to being impactful and influential also. Well, thank you for asking. A long story short, went to college right out of high school. Went there because that's the thing I was supposed to do. Right. Of course, you know, your parents tell you that. Got into college, changed my major about five times like we always do (laughs) and realized you know this is not I'm not understanding what I'm doing here I know I want to do something with people one-on-one so I had to try and figure that out and I also knew I was good with my hands Mm. so I had this conversation with a more mature woman Mm -hmm. who was actually in the dental field and she started mentoring me so to speak on what dentistry was about Mm -hmm. so I went to a dental assisting school so I was a dental assistant for five years before going into hygiene school just to make sure this is where I wanted to be Mm -hmm. got into hygiene school went through and now being a hygienist for 19 years this year in June you you get to a point in your career where you start realizing my voice is bigger than those three walls that I sit in 
mm, every day. Yes. And not only are we dealing with real people that sit in our chairs, but we're learning that, you know, we're being impactful and influential to them in different ways just beyond cleaning their teeth. Yes. And in the same token, they're being impactful to me as well. Mm -hmm. I learn from my patients every day, so I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So much of us, we lose that aspect that we can impact the lives of our patients because Absolutely. we're bogged down by how many patients we have to see for the day. Or production. Yes, production <laughs> is such a big deal. You know, we go to school and we, we're focused just on caring for the public's health. Correct. And then we're blindsided right <laughs> slapped upside the head is really <laughs> right exactly the right exactly. turn like when we get out get out there and like how do you how do you even maintain that when you're when you're providing clinical care like how do you made when you're with those three walls with those three walls well you uh, I've gotten to the point I guess about five years ago when I started realizing like I need to do more Mm. And I want to be more out there instead of just here because when you're sitting in that operatory, you're not only a clinician, you're a psychologist, you're mm -hmm. a friend, you become friends with these patients, mm -hmm. but you, you also start to understand that I need to do more for me. Mm -hmm. I'm giving so much of myself away to other people. When am I going to give back to myself? Mm -hmm. So I started trying to find different avenues. Is what can I do that will make me happy but still be with the public, being out there, teaching people how to do different things, different strategies, mm -hmm. how to be a better person, so to speak. Yeah. How yeah. to be a better you. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say is, like, the first step for that? I would love to know, like, for, for you to be a better you. Because for me, I didn't know. I've I it's I've been on a three year almost four year journey of discovering okay. who I am. Right, right. And being okay with that. Yes. Because I think a lot of women in particular uh -huh. suffer with being who they are. I think there's a cultural uh norm that yes. we're supposed to kind of like sit back, don't be too pushy, don't don't, don't be talk too, too aggressive. Yeah, don't be too bossy. Correct. I'm using the quote you know, quotation marks here. And um, we're a little afraid, a little held back from that well, and discovering that. You know, the best thing I can say and that I think of of the journey that I've taken for myself is listen to that quiet voice. Mm. You know, you have that forward voice that's always loud mm. in your ear. But there's this subtle, this subtle tone, this subtle voice in the back of your head saying, you know, you really should be doing that. And that's the voice that you need to listen to. It taps you on the shoulder sometimes. Oh, yeah. And when you get into, find some quiet time, even if it's five minutes during the day somewhere, have some quiet time to find that voice, to yeah. listen to that voice. And don't be afraid of what other people are going to think of what you should be doing. It's not going to make sense to everyone what mm. you want to do and that's okay mm -hmm. and learning that being okay with that that's going to take some time it takes some time to be okay with being in that space of not caring so much what other people think about what you're doing your persona mm -hmm. how the journey that you're taking because your journey is your journey what's for you is for you mm -hmm. not for anyone else so find that quiet voice because you have that in there we just don't like to listen to it because it's telling us the right thing to do we just don't want to do that at that particular point because we're fearful of making a change you know, there was something so powerful that someone said to me. I have no who, no idea who it is because I've had 12 interviews so right, far. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I'm listening to a book. So whoever it is, thank you so much. Right. Um, but they were like, I think it may have been a book I'm reading with by Rachel Hollis. She was saying that if you think 
and this voice comes to you, right, uh-huh. of this is the next step for you to do, you're thinking of it because you are fully capable of it. Correct. And, and that's your vision. Yes. It's your forward vision that you're seeing for yourself. Yes. Put yourself in that space, and it's okay to have that space. Yeah. And I know a, a lot of times as women, we put ourselves on these timelines. Mm-hmm. When we're this age, we're supposed to be doing this. When we're here, we're supposed to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Stop putting those timelines on yourself. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. As long as you get it done and as long as you are doing the right thing by yourself and by other people, mm-hmm. you know, just stop with the timelines. <laughs> I need to say that one more time for me. Stop with the timelines, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> And, and I have to repeat that and say it to myself because I've been there. Wow. I put myself on timelines mm-hmm. of where I'm supposed to be, and then I find myself getting stuck in this rut or feeling anxious about, okay, I'm not, I'm this age, I'm not supposed to be, I'm already supposed to be doing this. What's wrong with me? Exactly. Stop with the timelines. It's okay. Yeah. Ruth I, had a baby at eight, right? Woo. <laughs> Who's Ruth? <laughs> oh, right. In the Bible? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not saying that I'm trying to go there, but <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Not saying I'm trying to go there, but still. Ruth and Naomi, yeah, yeah. Just let everyone know. Right. <laughs> I do know. Right. I do know about them. Right. I'm like, what's she talking about? Right. She exactly. won't go there? No, okay. Right. But <laughs> I love it. You know, yeah. Stop with the timeline. That it's is okay. so true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've put so much pressure on myself because of timelines. Exactly. And I've gotten depressed. Like, Yes. Oh, what is wrong? Like everybody else, and that's that's that uh, negative comparison that we tend to Correct. do. Correct, and it's a societal thing. Yes, it is. Yes, and I think social media has made it worse. It has because uh, we were just talking about yesterday how everyone posts the great pretty things about their life. Right. They you don't. Know? They don't post the vulnerable. They don't post the. This is how I got to where I am, and it was a struggle. Yes. And it's okay to be vulnerable. We all have a story. Mm-hmm. We all have a backstory to got to, to get us where we are now where everyone sees this greatness. Right. You know, there's flaws behind this greatness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's times when you want to quit. Yeah. And yeah. there's times where you're crying. You, you feel like a hot mess. Pil- you cried in that pillow at night. You don't <laughs> want anybody else to see it. And you're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm a loser today. What happened? <laughs> Man, you know, I was walking here yesterday. I am, um, p- people are probably tired of me talking about being introverted, but honestly, it takes a lot for me to be able to come out and talk with people. I had to prep myself. I'm glad you're saying that because I'm a quiet kind of loner myself. I'm okay with sitting off to the side yes. and being okay with me just sitting there. But as I grow into this journey, I'm finding my place of speaking when it's necessary, mm. so to speak. You yeah. know, speaking when it's necessary. But I'm I'm good with my quiet time. Yeah, me too. I yeah. love it. I love shutting the door <laughs> and shutting everybody out. Right. <laughs> And I've, uh, someone was asking me, like, how do you deal with traveling on your own? I love it. I love it. I love it. It's great. Yes, I really do. And I do love, though, conversations like this, meeting people like with like you because and connecting. Because they're real. Yes. They're real conversations, not yeah. just a facade. Yes. You know, of course, we all have those different faces that we have to put, in, put on at those certain times of day, certain places. Mm-hmm. But once you are comfortable with yourself, mm-hmm. you're able to take those faces off and let people see you for who you really are. Yeah. And that's honestly, that's who people want to see. They want to see you. 
Yes. They want to see you. Yes. <laughs> you know, we were just talking about when you are, um, so just what you just said, being impactful, being influential Correct. requires authenticity. Yes, it does. And vulnerability. Yes, it yes. does. It, it really, does. really does. And I found the times where I've talked about some of the difficult things or I'm sharing personal things. Right. That's when I have the most engagement. That's when I have more people that are Absolutely. like. Absolutely. All right. Tell me know? more. Yes. Yeah. Tell me yeah. more. How did you get there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So as you're, as someone is growing in their journey and they're trying to find a way that they can be impactful for their patients and just for the industry, just for, in other people's lives. Right. Because every life and every decision that we touch is our legacy. Correct. So what, would, what advice would you give for establishing a very uh, strong brand or understanding, because we're all a brand. We're all a brand, yes. So what would you say has been impactful for you in your journey as far as establishing your brand or some tips and strategies that they, listeners could use for themselves? I would say being relatable, mm-hmm. being relatable, uh, being uh, authentic, mm-hmm. as we're saying. Um, a lot of people want to make sure that you're telling them the truth, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people get into these, telling these wonderful stories on how it is, but they're not saying, as we were saying before, the journey and the toughness that comes along with that. Share that. And I find myself, as I grow into this, um, just being real and being okay with... First, you have to be okay with you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You have to be okay with you, and I'm good with that. And I think that personifies, it, it you know, it, it reflects mm-hmm. when I'm speaking to other people. I hope it does anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when I'm speaking to other people, like, Aaron is really coming from a real genuine place. Mm-hmm. And that's what I always want people to see about me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had some tough times. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say all of this hasn't been easy, whether it be personal, professional. Mm-hmm. And I'm to the point now where I think I've almost got all of that under control. Mm-hmm. But I want people to see that I'm coming from a real place. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you any advice that I haven't tried myself, mm-hmm. tried and true advice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be as real as I can with you. Mm-hmm. And I want you to see that. And I'm hoping that I'm reflecting that in the world, so to speak. I think you are. Thank I you. Think you are. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to let anyone uh, that I invite on the podcast be cray. So you're, you're, okay. you're good. Good. <laughs> good, good, good. Cray, cray. <laughs> so, um, okay, you have a very unique career, in my opinion. Oh, so just tell, so yeah, <laughs> tell, just let the listeners know, like, what kind of experience have you had over the last couple of years of you? Well, dental assisting, dental hygiene. Dental assisting for five years, yeah. dental hygiene now this year, hygienist for 19 years. Mm-hmm. So within the past uh, maybe two years now, I've gone on the path of, I've done a lot of magazine articles. I've been interviewed on various platforms. And it's fun for me telling my story, whatever story that is. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also become a clinical hygiene instructor at one of the hygiene schools. That's really great for me. I'm having a great time with that Mm -hmm. because I need to step aside for the new generation of hygienists that are coming out. There's room for all of us. And now with one of the things I really love, the 2D imaging training that Mm -hmm. I do, Mm -hmm. I go to different offices and I train doctors on their equipment that they purchase, train the staff. And I do have to say, with me being a hygienist, still clinical, I use a lot of this equipment myself. Mm-hmm. So 
I know in the office who to connect with is the hygienist because they're like, okay, doctor went to this convention. He just bought some stuff. Now he wants us to use it. So usually I'm going into those offices with the hygienist and the assistants with their arms folded. Like, <laughs> who is this and what kind of lunch here we, are go. Here we go again <laughs> <laughs> but by by the time i'm done with those trainings we're all laughing and talking i love that aspect of it because yeah. i'm there i'm there with them i've been there so i like to try and crack that code so to speak of that any anxiety they have so that's i enjoy that Wow. I enjoy that. So how would, like, you know, I get, I always get, um, just yesterday, uh-huh. some young hygienists had just graduated, and they're like, what else is out there? Right. You know? Right. So what would you say? Like, because how do you get into a position like that? That would be, I think that's what listeners really want to hear. How do you get into a position like that, being at the right place at the right time? There you go. But what I want <laughs> to tell new hygienists that are out there, mm-hmm. learn your craft first. Yes. It's going to take you about three to five years to learn your style, who you are as a hygienist. Because we all know when you're in school, there's this bubble that we're in of how we're supposed to be a hygienist. Mm -hmm. But when you start getting out there in the world where you figure out if you want to be in corporate hygiene, private practice, uh, community service hygiene, whatever you want to do, learn your craft first. Learn your skill. Learn who you are as a hygienist. And learn what a hygienist means. Yes. You're not just a tooth cleaner yes you're not you're professional you're a professional you're a psychologist you're a friend you're a social worker Mm -hmm. so learn those crafts first and the rest will fall into place yeah because once you learn those areas and once you learn what you're good at Mm -hmm. inside of that operatory the other things will come to you as far as what you're supposed to be doing because you think you might want to be a motivational speaker And you're learning that I really don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, you start learning things about yourself when you start learning, professing that skill. Yes. Oh, not enough people say that. Uh, It's real, though. I'm I'm coming from a real place. I love it. I'm coming from a real place. You need to stay in, in, in clinical care. You do. And experience some things. Experience some things. For some time. For some time. And you know what? And learn from your patients. Your yes. patients are your teachers. That's true. We're your teachers as far as school is concerned, teaching you that skill. Mm-hmm. But your patients are your real teachers. Yeah, that is true. To learn where you're supposed to be, what that next step for you is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I love it too. I love it, and it's actually it's actually making me reflect back on my own journey. Yeah, just thinking about uh, it took me over 15 years to get here. Yeah, so it's not Not a race. It's not a race. It's a marathon. That's true. It took me about 15 years to figure out to start thinking differently of what I want to do next. Right. Because I was stuck in the rut of, okay, I only want to work four days a week. I don't want to do this. I don't want to work on the weekends. You know, I want to clean teeth and I want to go home. Mm-hmm. But you get to a point in your career where you want to grow and you want to do more, be infa- impactful and influential. Yeah. But the, here's the thing, though. There's uh-huh. so many that are impatient. <laughs> That's, you know, <laughs> yes. They are like, yes. I want it now. I yes. don't feel... I don't feel satisfied right now. And that's all part of growth. Mm-hmm. You have to grow and learn who you are. That part of being that's impatient yes. is not knowing who you are yet. Mm-hmm. Because you're letting society put those boundaries on you on where they think you should be at this point. 
<laughs> so learn who you are. Yes. And you'll quit learning to be impatient. Mm-hmm. It'll come to you. Quit going to it, whatever it is. Quit running to it because you don't know what you're running to. Mm-hmm. Let it come to you. Absolutely. And I, I normally, what I really appreciate it is I, everything that's kind of happened has been like organic. Correct. Yes. And people think like, oh man, it was just like overnight. But it's really like small, as I look over my journey, small steps. Small steps. And yes. every step of the way I've been learning. Correct. Yeah. Learning about myself, learning new skills. Absolutely. And a lot of times when we feel that way, we're either not taking care of ourselves. For me, it wasn't taking care of myself. Right. But uh, maybe not taking enough information in. Let's Correct. learn some new techniques. You learn got, some new you technology. Learn some new stuff. Yes. You learn some new stuff. And changing your circle sometimes, changing. too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Who you were with 10 years ago might not be the same people you're going to be with today. And that's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because every, everyone grows. And and like I said, everyone is not going to understand your journey. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to learn some things, like I said, from your patients, from your colleagues, from your friends, from your relatives. You, and listen to the older people. Mm-hmm. They know what they're talking about. <laughs> That's true. It took me a while to, to realize that. Mm-hmm. But listen to the older generation. Yes. You know, don't don't. Don't make the mistakes they made. Listen to the mistakes they made and learn from that. Make them better. Yeah. You know, make that journey, make that walk better. So, all right, this is my last question for you. This is what I normally ask everyone. What was the best career or personal advice you've ever been given? Before I went into hygiene school, I just got accepted. And the dentist that I was working with as a dental assistant told me, you know, Erin, the thing about being a hygienist is 70% personality and 30% skill. Wow. And I still take that with me today. Wow. And I'm like, you know what? And I still reflect back on that, mm-hmm. him telling me that. I'm like, he's right. Mm-hmm. You can do the skill all day long. Mm-hmm. But it's personifying who you are, mm-hmm. showing people who you are, being real, being relatable, connecting with those patients, connecting with your community. Absolutely. I always take that with me. Mm. That's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell the listeners if uh, they're interested in contacting you where, where they can find yes, you. Yes, definitely. You can go to techsforteeth.com, which is T-E-C-H-F-O-R, teeth.com. You can reach me there. All right, awesome. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Jasmine. Of course. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the show. We value each and every one of you. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on beyondtheprofi.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend and leave us a review. We will see you next time, BTP family.